Listener Production. Barely brown one side and burnt to a crisp on the other. Oh, it drives me mad. Fresh from the uneven toaster of life. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Happy Wednesday to you. I'm Alex, that is Matt, and we really appreciate you tuning in for this little schmozzle that is called Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Going well, O'Kine? Absolutely. Alex Dyson was very surprised to see the last couple of days Victoria beating um, New South Wales on the on the count. You know, New South Wales had a pretty good lockdown, but I'm going to let you finish. But <laughs> Melbourne's had the greatest <laughs> lockdown of all time, Matt, of all time. It's official. Of anyone in the world, look, no matter where you are, hope you're going okay. A few uh, little cheeky cases in Brisbane popping up. I think that's just so Brisbane can show, yeah, we got this again. From yeah, it's so typical of Brisbane to be like, hey, we're just like New South Wales and Victoria. We're like, we're, we're, we're just as big. Um, nah, shout out to Brizzy. Love ya. Crush an outbreak. Uh, good stuff. Hey, big show today. We've got this incredible artist on the show. So tell me, when did everything here get so f***ing complicated? Why'd I try so hard, man? You let the love get so sour. Put me in a rocket, send me into the sky. Yeah, that's right. We chatted to Eve's Caritas uh, just after she dropped her big single, Complicated, and now it's time to listen to the whole package, an EP. It's called Reruns, and we're going to be finding out a little bit behind the scenes of how it all went down. Yeah, official good friend of the show status achieved later on in this show. I hope you can join us for that. Uh, Also, anyone who's had an unexpected item in the bagging area might be very interested to be tuning in to our insiders today with a very particular profession. So it's all happening. Hope you are well. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Let's get stuck in. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, when the Royal Exhibition Show came round Brisbane, every single year, the Ecker, I'd always ask my parents if I could go on the haunted house. Loved me a scary ride. I didn't think you'd be a scary movies kind of guy. Because you're not Loved a you're not a it. scary anything kind of guy. Anything that's <laughs> scary. Jellyfish, helicopters. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're riding helicopters. No, you're right. I don't, I don't want to ride helicopters. You don't like being hey, scared Belinda properly. was pregnant, for God's sake. I didn't want to just go on a boy's <laughs> helicopter trip and in case something went wrong. I'm sorry, okay? I couldn't explain well, it to you guys because she wasn't 12 weeks pregnant well, yet. Well, you don't need to explain it to me because it's very understandable. What's not understandable is you won't do that, but you're up, up the front of the queue for the haunted houses. <laughs> Well, thankfully, I was on a particular haunted house in Ohio recently at the Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds. American fairgrounds scare me. They're very terrifying. Well, I've seen enough movies to know that it's not just inside the haunted house where <laughs> things go a little awry, okay? No, no, no. Enough chilly cook-offs to know that you should not <laughs> be wandering around those fairgrounds. But yeah, They're Matt- always so misty in the movies, you know, and, and someone's always... <laughs> Why do they set Someone's them up right got a next hook to a cornfield? I mean, yeah. there's no, there's, there doesn't seem to be a reason for that. But um, something wrong with this haunted house. What was it? Actually haunted? Well, kind of. Okay, so police officers are called to the Seven Floors of Hell haunted house at approximately 8.15 p.m. Uh, because there was an 11-year-old boy who suffered a cut on his big toe. Was it a ghoul? Well... <laughs> Um, witnesses told officers that one of the 
roaming outside actors at the haunted house was using a large Bowie knife, okay, to scare people as a prop. And then they said that the actor, uh, whose name is Christopher Pogolzelski, was scraping the knife on the ground in front of them and then began to stab the ground at the boy's feet when it accidentally went through his Croc-style shoe and cut his toe. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So this is, he was using a real knife, not a not a prop, you know, that goes back was, into the handle or something. No, like a real knife. And you know that game with, um, you know, or like I say a game, you see it in the movies where the where like the daredevil guy like puts the knife in between his fingers. Yep. Da, 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 da. Oh, I guess this guy tried to do that, but <laughs> with a child's only, foot. <laughs> yeah, only did got one shot. You only got one shot. Do not let it cut your toe. Oh my goodness, that is terrifying. If you're a young child going through this haunted house, that's a bit scary enough. You got your cobwebs there. You know, you got your witches. Got your um, skeletons. You've got an actual your guy stabbing a knife near your foot and then going, oh, whoops, I hit your croc. Maybe he just wasn't a fan of crocs. Goodness gracious. Well, I mean, that's what you'd expect from somewhere called the Seven Floors of Hell haunted house. <laughs> right. So yesterday we talked about the the well of hell and now we're, we're at the fairgrounds in Ohio with <laughs> the Seven Floors of Hell. It's almost like it's in the name. Hey, <laughs> Um, well, obviously getting stabbed by, um, you know, a haunted actor person uh, out the front is probably the first level of hell. But I've actually got insight into- i tell you what, into- the scary thing is telling your parents you, uh, you want to be an actor and you end up working at a fairground <laughs> in Ohio as a, as a ghost. That, that's where your parents will go, ah! <laughs> Especially when you see your hex debt. Ah! <laughs> Well, I've actually got an insight into the six other floors of hell on the ride, would you believe? Right, so this is a seven-storey high building, one of which you can get stabbed in the foot by an actor. The other six floors, well, this is this is what's on them. On level two of the seven floors of hell, uh, just lots of wet bread in a sink. Oh, please tell me I've got gloves. <laughs> um, level three of the seven floors of hell... Uh, you have to listen to the Matt and Alex podcast, but one of your earbuds doesn't have the little rubbery thing. <laughs> That's a double so whammy. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Level four on the Seven Floors of Hell ride, um, you get an unable to deliver card from a uh, courier, but it's one of those couriers that doesn't just leave it at the local post office. You have to go to some weird warehouse <laughs> near the airport <laughs> to pick it up. Oh, oh man. Yeah, there's there's a curse. There's got to be some sort of curse. Uh, the fifth floor of hell, there's a tier one exposure site. So that's 14 days in quarantine with the passenger behind you who is a middle-aged man who says, yes, queen, too much. <laughs> <laughs> and the sixth floor of hell, there's a giant box of Cadbury favourites in the middle of the room and you open it up. It's all Morrow bars. Oi, no, 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 no. <laughs> Morrow top tier, mate. No, what are you, no. Morrow? That would have been a funny joke. Bounty is the correct answer. You open no. it up and it's all bounty and dream. Unbelievable. And the seventh floor of hell, ride. It's just a public swimming pool change room and you have to walk through barefoot to get to the exit. So there you go. The six that's, other floors are the seven floors of hell. That's where the crocs come in handy. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. 
Lucy Goss from me? Do you know what's going on here? We know what's going on. You won't believe it. Real juicy. So let's just keep it on the down low, shall we? Matt and Alex's Insiders. Insiders. All right. Insiders is all about honesty, Matt. We take a peek behind the curtain of a particular job and find out the real goss. So now I need you to be honest with me, all right? Have you ever got the premium Royal Gala apples and put them through as the Kingston pears at the self-service checkout? No, I haven't. Be honest, mate. No, what I have done... Be honest with me. No, hey, I am going to be honest, all right? You want to know the truth? Sometimes I put a bird's eye chilli through as a red, long red chilli, all right? There you go. <laughs> Fine, I admit. Well, that's it. Well, such is it's only a dilemma that's popped up in the last couple of years with the rise of the self-service checkouts. And to tell us all about it, we have someone who attends such an area and being the only place that anyone can go in many parts of the country for much of the last 18 months, there's sure to be some juicy tales. Hello to our self-service checkout insider. How are you going? I'm good. How are you guys going? We're good. Thank you, Anonymous. Now let's cut straight to the chase. Everyone yep. talks about just putting scanning things through as brown onions. <laughs> How often do you find people doing it? How often do you catch them and what happens next? All the time and preferably carrots rather than onions. I think carrots are cheaper. So. <laughs> oh, well, hey, you're not supposed to be giving us tips. <laughs> yes, you are. This is all about honesty. But that must be so awkward when you, when you catch someone doing it anonymous. Uh, it's not really. People have learned to just be really blasé about it. I mean, I just, I get a bit sarcastic. You have to be very, very nice, but I'm just very sarcastic and say, oops, I don't think that they're um, carrots. I think they're mushrooms at about $14 a kilo. So <laughs> oh, you've got to put a bit of humour into something like that. Otherwise, it's so bloody boring. Yeah, goodness yeah, me. Well, yeah, so, you, know, you don't want to shame people as well. And it might, it must be, it might be tough. It might be an awkward situation. Or people might get aggravated if you try to sort of antagonise oh. them in any way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to be really, really careful with supermarkets. Anything can happen. You know, I mean, you could be knocked out for saying something. So it's just, yeah. you generally have to be very, very polite and just point it out. And that's, you know, that's basically how it works. Has anyone ever arced up? What's the uh, what's the biggest response you've had when you someone's been doing the wrong thing? Oh, I've had a few classics over the years. I mean, oh, let me think. I had a I had a couple once who were um, buying, you know, bags of macadamia nuts and, you know, um, pecans and all the best nuts at like, you know, $40, $50 a kilo. Yeah. And they were putting them for his pretzels. Oh, righto. I said, oh, excuse me, I don't think they're pretzels. I think they're macadamia nuts. They sort of looked at me like, oh, 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 really? Okay. And then they said to me, that's okay. We've got plenty of money. We can pay for it, you know. So she opens up her purse, wads of cash. And so she actually, I made her pay for it because otherwise we'd have to end up throwing everything out. And um, but the weirdest thing was about 10 minutes later, she comes back to the service desk speaks to the manager, I don't know what she said, but she had a refund. She gave them back and she got her money back. Couldn't believe it. What are these people doing? So weird. Was, was she, wait, 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 anonymous, <laughs> was she opening her wallet to, like, in some sort of bribe? It was like, I'm sure we can come to some sort of arrangement. <laughs> you know what? I didn't think of that, but being under the cameras, <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to take a bribe. No, but, of um, Yeah, I think she was saying, look, you know, I'm super rich. It's not like I'm trying to steal these things. Yeah, <laughs> goodness. So uh, how can I get my hands on one of your swipe cards? because I find it the most 
um, agonizing thing to be sitting there. It's broken for some reason. There's a <laughs> yeah. saying it's not it's unexpected item in your bag. You're like, no, what? No, attendant required. What's the best <laughs> way to get your attention without, <laughs> you know, coming across as the super exasperated person I might be in that moment? Look, I get very polite people that wave. I get people that are so annoyed that they just look at the screen until I notice that there's a problem. Uh, they refuse to actually acknowledge me and they'll just stare and stare and stare until um, I say, oh, do you have a problem there? And, oh, I had one guy just walk out and I said, we'll see you later. <laughs> I don't care. So tell us, uh, Anonymous, what are some of the jokes or comments that you've just heard Every day, you can't stand them. You're rolling your eyes at them, but you know they're just people think they're being very funny or smart. I actually don't think anyone wants to be funny or smart in that area. They just want to do their shopping and get out, basically. They don't even want to say hello or anything like that. Um, it's just get out and that's it. But as far as they, they do tend to pretend that they've got no idea that they've put things through the wrong way. That that's that's the main thing. You know? I had someone they tell me they put the soft cheeses in the mushroom bags and try and oh, put them oh, through. Oh, yeah, well that could be done, but that's the thing. We can't actually say to people, open up your mushroom bag. So Can't you? I mean No, I think that would be really rude. You'd be accused. <laughs> Alex Dyson just ran a Whoa. Oh, I just I don't want this podcast to be encouraging crime. All right. Okay, well, that what is about the thing. But let but let, you know, there is a downside crime side of things. What about mm. when it comes to jobs? Okay. Are checkout people annoyed that these self service checkouts are stealing their jobs? Oh, look, it's it's been discussed. I don't know. I think people are actually really lovely. They're actually more annoyed um, that, that, you know, the companies are doing that to the actual operators. Look, the amount of stuff that gets stolen, I reckon that it'd be cheaper for the supermarkets to put on a couple of people on the registers. Yeah, yeah a hell of a lot cheaper. <laughs> oh, look, Have I you had... ever made an arrest, Anonymous? Oh, go on, sorry. What were you going to say, Anonymous? Me? <laughs> I was just I was just going to say probably one of my funniest moments was a um a guy who walked straight through checkout and as he walked out bags of lollies like snakes and everything were falling down his trousers <laughs> onto the floor. <laughs> it's true, trust me. <laughs> Putting loose snakes in his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever lollies. And and I said to him, Oh, excuse me, sir, but the lollies that you're trying to pinch just fell down your leg and he kept walking. Sorry. Excuse me, sir. You seem to be leaking snakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's well, incredible. Well, one of the one of the great self service um, checkouts features is you do not have to talk to someone when you are buying, let's say, uh, contraception, perhaps from the supermarkets. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. Has that yep. has that saved a lot of uh, time and energy and judging from uh, from checkout people? <laughs> Well, I mean, you sort of do notice. You just sort of think it's funny because you think you think to yourself, oh, you're obviously too embarrassed to go through the register, so you're coming through here. Yeah, okay, I get it. I'm not looking. So, yeah, you do notice. Oh, incredible stuff, Anonymous. Thank you so much for sharing the insights into the self-service. Damn it, I thought I was getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> not at my store. I probably picked you up a couple of times already. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I probably... Actually, wouldn't need it that many times a year, uh, Anonymous. But no, no, there you go. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, guys.
Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us, Anonymous. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. All right, Matt O'Kine, let's bring on right now to All Day Breakfast one of our favourite people to chat to and whose latest EP, Reruns, has just come out, giving us this incredibly catchy lead single. The incredible Eve's Caritas. Thank you so much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast. That uh, tune has been going through my head all day and it makes me ask the question, I mean, straight off the bat, Eve's, what show, when it gets on the television, if you've already seen it, it does not matter. You're watching it no matter what. Uh, I don't tend to re-watch shows. I re-watch movies. Um, and for me, that movie is When Harry Met Sally. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, can I say that that seems like an old movie for you to like? <laughs> I don't know. I found it on Netflix. Take that as, it, as you will. Well, amazing. It's amazing. It's there you go. Yeah. yeah, I guess it is a um, it is a movie about complicated relationships. And if you listen to reruns, the latest EP from Eve's Caritas, it'll be right up your alley. Why why are relationships that complicated? And what fascinates you about the intricacies of uh, these human relationships? Uh, well, I feel like my first album was a reflection of a really simple like first love experience. And that it's just funny because, you know, three years has passed since that album came out and that time of my life. And in that three years, I feel like I've been put through a washing machine or something. I just, I got like a nasty shock just going out of like, you know, your early twenties when everything just feels like, I mean, I mean, it's not simple, but it was my first love experience and it was beautiful and it felt like, oh, this is what all love is going to be like. And then <laughs> not. <laughs> well, well, what, I mean, why? Why? Yeah, what, why? What's different in love now? I feel like I've changed. I mean, I think I'm with someone who challenges me a lot more now in a really good way. Um, and maybe when I was in that first relationship, I was just so like high on everything that I didn't really like. I wasn't bothered by anything. Whereas now I think also life has changed and I have more responsibility. Um, There's different pressures that come with, you know, growing out of your early 20s. I now have a house. Like I have to pay a mortgage. Like it's... (laughs) There's just a lot of things. Bills, bills, bills. You know. Would you would you say more money, more problems would be potentially <laughs> a um, <laughs> potentially so? I mean, it's absolutely true, and it's delved into beautifully on this reruns EP alongside some melodies. I mean. The great thing about it is you're able to put this this complicated introspection alongside some really catchy and at times super simple melodies. But I think that's sometimes the the best way because they do get stuck in your head. Was that a was that a, a distinct choice that you made to try and um yeah write these pop songs with that with that simplicity in mind? Yeah, I mean for me, my main goal was keeping the lyrics and the storytelling front and center. So didn't want to crowd that out with too much. Uh, 
like production and melodic fluctuation. I think I just wanted to like really hit home what I was trying to say and tell the, the story and the perspective. Well, I mean, before we started this interview, you mentioned that you were trying to stay offline as much as possible, that uh, being online and social media kind of scares you a bit. Can you sort of expand on that? Why? Oh, it never used to. I think because of the pandemic, it's like the only way that um, artists can really see how their music is connecting. And that for me, it's just so much pressure. And as well as that, like earlier in the year, I started to get a whole heap of like creepy dude comments, which I've had for a couple of years, but it just, it got like really bad. And then it turned into something even worse, which was I was getting shamed by men in my DMs being like, oh, you don't have to show skin to go mainstream and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I was like, that's even worse because I'm like, it's literally not for you. It's not for anybody else (laughs) other than me. (laughs) So anyway, I just got a bit, I was just like, you know what? This is not good for me. I just need to not, not even look. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's so exhausting, wouldn't isn't it? And like, you know, Matt and I have been, you know, at the at the helm of the Triple J text line, which has its own, you know, intricacies, but we've never had to face necessarily the same scrutiny that that dynamic of these creepy people uh, assuming that anything is their business at all and yeah. feel that yeah. you need it. Like, I don't know, is there a way that you can explain it to us that we could understand that the feeling that it would give you in something like that? Well, it suddenly, it feels like it takes away my power in a way, which is really rough because I've always found that I was someone who, you know, I've thought myself as really confident and determined and to suddenly have like my intention twisted by someone else really rocked me. And I think now it doesn't as much. But when it first started happening, I was, yeah, I was like, what? I was like, am I putting that across that that's, how I want to be viewed or like, and it really, yeah, it took me a minute to just reclaim the power and, um, <laughs> and, and put up a boundary, you know? Yeah, of course. So, but does that mean that you're kind of at odds with what to do? Because you've said that as an artist, so much has been taken away from you already in terms of travel, uh, gigs, exposure, events. <laughs> Suddenly now social media isn't even a, safe space for you and so does it just feel like your world is getting smaller and smaller yeah a little a little I I say this like very genuinely like I've never wanted to quit music in the way that I have in the last couple of months just because of what the job has turned into like it's become so hard to find like a reason not a reason, but I guess a sense of validation. And, and that always comes back to, to writing. Like writing has always been what's made me feel good, but I haven't even been able to do that very well because I haven't been out in the world um, getting inspired. So it feels like this huge, wonderful job has just been reduced to something really um, vain. And I don't know. I also find it really frustrating that artists are told to like go and do TikTok now. I'm like, <laughs> we're not monkeys. I'm like, come on. It's like, now do this, now do that. And it's like, 
But that's not my skill. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, people yeah. come to my show and buy my tickets. Like, <laughs> oh, he's like being in the fortunate position to know quite a few musicians. The the experience that you're having is absolutely not unique. It's like for artists in general, it's been um, a really frustrating thing. And yeah, hanging out online would be would be super difficult. But are there any little mm. things that some simple joys that you've found recently that have been super inspiring to you? Have you seen a really cool? Movie? Did you see a really beautiful flower? What do you keep your eyes out for when you're uh, when you're living the Eve's Caritas life? I got into backgammon. Um, that was pretty fun. <laughs> yes, I looked up the rules the last week. We had a game at home. We played it. We're watching the tutorial online. How good is it? It's so fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Who do you play against? So I got stung with like a close contact thing um, on my birthday, actually. Ooh. So I was in home quarantine for, yeah, two weeks. And that's when I got into it because me and my boyfriend started playing it online. And then when my quarantine was over, we went and bought a board. Perfect. <laughs> so. yeah, that's great. I saw on the, um, in I listened in to Freckles and you say that you don't like, um, you're still afraid of the dentist. Is that... <laughs> I was just thinking, my dad's a dentist, you know. So I'm, I'm like, uh, is are you uh, are you actually scared of the dentist? Oh yeah, like so afraid. I have um, a dentist that has helped me through. <laughs> so now I was panic attack level, and now I'm I get really sweaty and dizzy, but I can get through it. What do they do to help you get through? <laughs> so my fear of the dentist came from getting the general anesthetic. I hate it. Like mm. I hate the feeling of the numbing. So I was afraid to get any filling done. So he just was like, we can do it without the anesthetic. And at any moment, <laughs> if it's too much, just put your hand up and we'll give you some anesthetic. But I've gotten through like, I think three fillings now with no anesthetic. What? what? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. Eve Caritas, you absolute boss. That's really <laughs> tough. With a dad who was a dentist, he used to threaten me. With that, you know what I mean? Like he used to say, I'm going to give you a feeling without anaesthetic if you, you know, keep keep complaining about this or whatever. Oh, for someone who's afraid of the dentist because of the pain, I mean, you're just tackling that head on, Eve's Caritas. Incredible work. Uh, My dentist did say I had a high pain threshold, so maybe that explains it. That's great. Eve's Caritas, thank you so much for jumping on All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for chatting about uh, your new EP reruns and also for being so open and honest with us. We love having you on the show and it's always awesome to catch up and we uh, can't wait to uh, hear that more from, uh, yeah, that thing you're good at, which is writing songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you and me both. (laughs) (laughs) I love wine and everything about it. What are you into wine? I love wine. 16,610 is the number, Matt O'Kine. Do you know what it is? People at the last Rat Dog DJ set or something? I don't know. What, what is it? <laughs> Absolutely not. It was decibels at the last Rat Dog DJ set. Um, but it was also the amount of steps I did on my walk the other day where oh. um, we're pushing the boat out. It was a long one. And we got so close, me and Woods, uh, out trekking the um, the 5K radius, which I think is a bit bigger now, but um, we're doing our best to, to push the boundaries. Um, we got to a place and she's like, oh, I used to live up here, right? Like great, we'll go check out the old the old digs. So I went and looked at the front of the place, and um, 
said, so, oh, this house, oh man, we had the worst housemate at this house. This is when she first moved to Melbourne from Townsville. Okay. So this is a rando that she's living with. No idea who they were. Rando online. Um, she was coming down from Townsville to Melbourne to go to VCA, Victorian College of the Arts, right? And it's found online, mm -hmm. person in the house, oh, former VCA student. She's like, oh, that's cool. Someone who's been the same course, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. By the name they, uh, they used of Samsara is what they, uh, what they used. Rock up. Turned out she was um, in her 40s, I think. Okay. And name wasn't Samsara. It was Deborah. So the ad said that she was Samsara, but then Woods turns up, her name's Deborah. Hi, I'm Deborah. Oh, okay. Let's go in here and we'll proceed sure. over the next year. Sounded like a waking nightmare of hanging out with this person who threw out her stuff from the fridge constantly. I think pulled out her plants from the garden. Oh, that's a no-no. You should have seen Bronze Eyes just then. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, Bronze Eyes almost got pulled out of her socket just then by how absolutely not on she thought that is. Didn't like where the plants were, pulled them out, um, went and threw the instruments around the shed. Just like, you threw my instruments around the shed. No, that wasn't me, right? And the worst the worst one, apparently uh, the other um, friend who moved down from Townsville, the two of them living with, with Deborah. This guy, Mitch, was meant to fly overseas with his girlfriend. Went there. Flight was cancelled. So I got back to home at midnight or something in the bed. They were both sleeping there. Hear a little bit of um, a creak walking in the bedroom. Deborah snooping through the room, goes, what are you doing in here? She's like, oh, <laughs> sorry. I, th I thought you'd gone. You, you were flying <laughs> overseas. Sorry. It's like... And then the next morning, like, what was that? It's like, oh, I was just looking for some empty cups. See if there was any <laughs> empty cups there in the middle of the night in the dark. That <laughs> <laughs> so just made me, I, like, I was, I was absolutely, you know, floored by that, the, the dangers of living with randoms. Um, but I thought I'd throw it out there. What's the, uh, what's the worst housemate you've had? Do you have any, I mean, you, it's tough for you, Matt, because you would have been the rubbish housemate. So I'm not sure if you have any. <laughs> Mate, you want to talk about rubbish housemates? I've bloody got one right now. Two years old, waking up at the crack of dawn every day, crying out in the middle of the night, flinging food everywhere, an absolute nightmare. I would never wish any, anyone to have to live with this <laughs> Goodness gracious. But tell you what, gives a mean hug. So there you go. Oh, well, that's good stuff. Uh, well, what about you, Dave, from Sydney? G'day. Hey, gents. Yeah, um, wasn't quite as much the housemate as his parents who owned the house that we lived in. Ooh. Oh, the parent okay. landlords. That's rough. I bet they came <laughs> snooping, didn't they? Oh, just here to see the sun. And then they're also, you know, checking your bedroom to see if there's any <laughs> ciggy burns on the carpet or whatever. I don't know what you got up to, but what 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 were they doing? They wouldn't even, you know, show up when, when he was home or we were home. They preferred to show up when no one was home, like when we were all at work. And oh. um, their, little, their little trick was to um, leave passive-aggressive post-it notes around the house to, um, you know, just highlight a few things that they weren't very happy with. It's kind of like we were uh, – it was like we had gone on holidays at, you know, with the Simpsons at the Flanders Beach House. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very obvious little post-it notes like – you, know, you you come home and, and walk in the dining room and there'd be a little, you know, someone's made a little dent in the dining room wall and there'd be a post note stuck on the wall next to it saying, please be careful with the dining chairs next to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that would do my head in. Did it put did it put a strain on your relationship with your mate? 
Um, I mean, when it was more common areas, you know, there was we were all mates before we moved in there, so we would kind of just, you know, laugh about it behind his back and or complain about it when he wasn't around. But one time, kind of push push the envelope a bit when I came home and they'd been in my room and it left a note on the window saying, please close the window if there's a chance of rain. <laughs> and at that point, it, it kind of crossed the line. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Dave. We'll catch you later. No worries. Thank you. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today with Matt and Alex. Look, if you've had a rotten housemate, please get in touch. Matt.and.alex. And a massive thank you to Eve's Caritas as well for joining us. Uh, check out her EP, Reruns, and the lead single from it, Reruns, out now. I think I'm going to listen to that tonight while watching some Seinfeld at the same Bro, time. I watch so much <laughs> Selling Houses Australia. I've seen every app at least five times. Don't talk to me about reruns. <laughs> Keep in touch at matt.n.alex. We'll see you later. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.n.alex. Listener.